What is up, my brothers and sisters, my agents of respect? It's your boy, Trey Johnson, back with another episode of the No Disrespect But Podcast. Before we get started, make sure y'all like and subscribe to the channel. Always feel free to comment. Just make sure you keep those comments uh, respectful. And if you're interested in supporting your favorite podcast, the link to do so will be in the episode's description. So I appreciate all the love and support uh, that my agents of respect and fans of the show provide to me. But Yo, NFL season is coming down to the wire. Um, probably not the best quarterback play we've seen um, in the NFL in quite some time, but we definitely are seeing some parity in the NFL for uh, the first time in quite a while. And so anybody can take it. Um, the number one seeds in both conferences are still up for grabs this late in the season. Division titles and you know, playoff placement, but also draft projection and draft placement are up for grabs. So, man, this is going to be a fantastic, fantastic finish towards the end of the year. And I'm just happy to be able to talk about, you know, what I think, uh, where it is now, but where I think we're going to end up seeing the final seven teams in each conference, uh, who those seven teams will end up being. And so, man, it's it's exciting. Um if you're a fan of anybody, I mean, obviously Saints fans, some of them still have some hope. Uh, I think I'm going to kind of crush that a little bit in our episode today. But, um, you know, if you have some teams that are on that bubble, you know, Las Vegas Raiders, they're rising up the rankings. They may have something to play for, not just a playoff berth, but the division as well. If the Kansas City Chiefs continue to falter down the stretch. So, man, who knows? But. I'm going to do my best to tell you what my opinion is, and that's all it is. But at the end of the day, we'll see who's right. I am your self-proclaimed sports guru, and I take pride in that. So at the end of the day, we'll see who's right or wrong. But uh, starting with the AFC, which is the superior conference, I don't think there's no doubt about that, um, after, especially after what we saw last night uh, with the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, who uh, arguably might be the front, water, front runner for MVP in the NFL right now, him – uh, in that offense, in that vaunted Baltimore defense, which, look, I know what the rankings said, but I haven't had the pleasure to, to be able to watch them a lot this season because they haven't gotten a lot of primetime games. But, man, they are a force to be reckoned with, I'm telling you. Uh, they were flying around the field. They were making things tough for Brock Purdy. You know, outside of a few big runs, they were making things tough for um, – Christian McCaffrey, they were sticking to the San Francisco 49 wide receivers like White on Rice. Man, it was just an all-out melee, forcing five turnovers, I believe, five interceptions. They staked their claim not just as the best team in the AFC, but I think is the best team in the NFL with their performance last night. So, like I said, AFC, I think, is, is the superior conference. They have been uh, for quite some time, if you really uh, want to be honest. But as it stands right now, the teams that are currently in the playoffs, the season ended today, the teams that will currently be in the playoffs, starting from seed one through seed seven, uh, you got the Ravens as the top seed in the AFC at 12 and three. Um, <clears throat> and their next two games are going to be against the Miami Dolphins and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that game versus Miami is kind of a battle for first place in the conference. So we'll see how that goes next week. It's a shame the NFL didn't flex that game, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, then at number two, you have the Miami Dolphins at 11-4. and four. They're going to be playing Baltimore and then finishing up the year in Buffalo. And so they're not only fighting for the top seed in the conference, right, 
they're and they they clinched their playoff berth, so they're in no matter what. But they're also fighting for the AFC East division. They're still in a in kind of a somewhat of a tight battle with Buffalo, um, who they lost forty to ten against, I believe, was the score earlier in the season. So you know there could be a chance where if Buffalo wins their game, Dolphins lose their game against the Ravens. That final game is for the division um, and that maybe that second second seed. So second or third seed. So we'll see uh, at the third seed right now is Kansas City Chiefs sitting at 96, coming off a disappointing loss at home uh, to the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, then you got the Jaguars also coming off a, a disappointing loss sitting at eight and seven. We're eight and three at one point in time. They've lost four in a row. Um, but right now. Um, they're the last two in their schedule are Carolina Panthers and Tennessee Titans, who may be without uh, rookie quarterback Will Levis. So we'll see what's going on with that, if he'll be, be able to return by that game or if they'll stick with uh, Ryan Tannehill as the quarterback to finish out their season. Uh, then at five, you have the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns, who have started four, four or five different quarterbacks this season, uh, lost to Sean Watson for the year, uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson. Uh, suffered a concussion at one point in time. He was the guy they were trying to go uh, with. Uh, they, they went with P.J. Williams for a few starts as well. And now they're turning to uh, Joe Flacco, a guy who was on his couch, not on any roster. And they just picked him up, put him on the practice squad, elevated him. And he's been playing some of his best ball. Amari Cooper um, coming off a game where he um, caught the most receiving yards in a game by a Cleveland Brown ever. And so he's showing that he's still one of those guys built by Bama, roll tie, baby, but uh, still arguably one of the best route runners in the game. And he was giving Houston Texans defensive backs the blues. But surprisingly, the Browns, despite their injuries, losing Nick Chubb for a period of time as well, they are right now, the season in today, a playoff team. Uh, then you got at six, the Buffalo Bills, who have kind of been – uh, rising up the ranks over the past few weeks and and looking like one of the better teams in football right now. They're sitting at nine and six. And again, like I said, have uh, a chance to run the table and win the division. Um, and then at number seven, you have the Indianapolis Colts at eight and seven. Um, and, uh, and I'm sorry, I, I've got to mention some games. The Browns finish up the season against the Jets and the Bengals. The Bills finish up the season against the Patriots and the Dolphins. And the Colts are going to finish their season up against the Raiders, who have kind of been red hot, and the Houston Texans, who have kind of faltered a little bit without um, C.J. Stroud. So he's been he's missed the last two games with a concussion. I'm hoping, and I, I think any all NFL fans, especially Houston Texans fans, are hoping he can be a part of these last two games and maybe get them, you know, in the playoffs. Um, speaking of the Houston Texans, they're you know when we talk about the bubble teams, there are five bubble teams right now. So you have the Houston Texans. Also at eight and seven, right behind the Indianapolis Colts, uh, finishing the season against Tennessee and Indianapolis. Uh, you got the Steelers, uh, who just won a game led by Mason Rudolph, and it just reported that even though Kenny Pickett should be able to play next week, uh, Coach Tomlin is going to stay with the hot hand and Mason Rudolph um, as they go against the Seattle Seahawks on the road, and then they'll finish up the year against uh, the Baltimore Ravens. And so a lot is at stake because. You know, if the Ravens beat the Dolphins next week, do they play their starters? How does that look like? Because I don't think – I think even if they beat the Dolphins um, – no, actually, if they beat the Dolphins, they would have shirred up the number one seed. So maybe they rest their starters. So who knows uh, what that game is going to look like. Um, then you got the Bengals at 8-7 and seven as well, but they're without Joe Burrow for the rest of the season. And they're finishing up the year against Kansas City and the Cleveland Browns. 
Uh, then you got the Raiders. Like I said, they've been coming on strong, uh, seven and eight, finishing up the year against Indianapolis and Denver. And then you have the uh, Denver Broncos, who are seven and eight, finishing up the year against uh, the Chargers, who are without Justin Herbert for the rest of the year. We saw how bad they looked and fired their coach and everything like that. And then they're finishing up against um, the Las Vegas Raiders with the uh, last game of the year. So really, really good matchup, a really good you know, playoff picture here, you know, a team that are right at the doorstep, really vying for it. And so I think these two weeks, if you're an NFL fan, you're going to be excited, not just if you're a fan of these teams, but just a fan of the sport because it's coming down to the wire. And every now and then we have, you know, maybe a team or two um, that are vying for those final positions, especially since the NFL has gone to seven playoff teams when it used to be six. But, man, I'm telling you, it's not just for the last playoff spot. There's a lot of implications uh, from top seed to the lowest team um, on the bubble. And so just kind of thinking of it, uh, the way I looked at it, look, I, Lamar Jackson's on a tear right now. I think that defense is only going to get better. Um, they just have to keep staying healthy to, towards the end of the year. I don't see a team in the next two beating them. It's hard for me to even pick a team in the playoffs to beat them right now, but I just want to let it play out the way it's playing out. But what I'm thinking is I think the Ravens finished the game on a two-game win streak, um, and that's even if they decide to sit their starters in the last game against Pittsburgh. Um, but just knowing them and that rivalry, I just don't see them wanting to give Pittsburgh a, a little help in terms of the Baltimore sitting their starters. I can see them playing their starters. They may not play the whole game, but I think they'll play a significant amount of time to get some reps um, and then go from there. So I, I see the Ravens. Uh, finishing the year at 14 and three, securing that top seed and Lamar Jackson probably securing the most valuable player award. Uh, Dolphins, I actually have them splitting the next two games. It got them losing to my, uh, Baltimore, obviously, but I do have them in kind of a got to have game for the division. Um, I'm going to pick the Dolphins in that one. I think Mike McDaniel, uh, Tua, Tyreek Hill, hopefully Jalen Waddle's healthy. I think they get over the hump. I think they get that division title. Um, and they secure that two seed in the AFC. Um, Chiefs, I think they're going to uh, win out as well. They're going to finish 10 and six, but they're going to stay um, where they are record, uh, you know, draft or not draft position, playoff position wise. And they're going to stay at that three seed uh, going against a Cincinnati team without Joe Burrow. Um, and especially after the embarrassing loss, I think Andy Reid's going to have those guys ready and finishing out the year against the Chargers team. with no Justin Herbert. Uh, they just kind of got the luck of the draw, if you want me to be honest with you. So um, I got them finishing 11 and six on the year. Um, then we get to the Jaguars. So um, I do have them winning out. Not sure what's going on with Trevor Lawrence. They say he hurt his shoulder, but I just confident they're going to play him. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be 100% healthy, but given that they're playing the Carolina Panthers, who are the worst team in the league, and they're playing the Tennessee Titans, which is our rivalry game, a team that they kind of struggle with. But, you know, there's some uncertainty at the quarterback position with Tennessee. Um, and so if I know that uh, Trevor Lawrence is playing and I know that maybe Ryan Tannehill is playing for the Tennessee Titans, I'm going to go with the Jaguars in this one and the guy to have it game to secure their playoff position. Um, if Trevor Lawrence is hurt and misses one of these two games, if not both. I I would say the Jaguars will probably lose those two games and be out of the playoffs, but who knows? But from what the information I have now, I got the Jaguars finishing the year on a uh, two and zero uh, and finishing with a record of ten and seven and securing that four seed, um, five seed. Got the Browns. Um, 
you know, Jets. I think the Browns can handle their own. They got an incredible defense. Uh, Jets have a great defense as well, but I just think they have a little bit more firepower on offense, and so they're going to be able to win that game. Um, and then, again, going against Cincinnati, it's a rivalry game. I get it, but it's just hard for me to pick the Cincinnati Bengals and some of these marquee matchups against some of these these pretty great defenses, right, without Joe Burrow. So um, I do have the Browns finishing, um, you know, with a – at that point, it would be a 12-5 and five record. It's crazy, isn't it? But, um, but, yeah, but I got them finishing with that record, uh, given everything they've been through as a team. And then at the sixth seed, I got the Buffalo splitting their two, final two, uh, beating New England but, but losing – uh, their last game to Miami, so finishing with um, a ten and seven record, and so number seven. So, like I said, currently it's the Colts um, in that seven seed, and you know, given the way Vegas has played the last few weeks, and they're inspired, they're playing for Coach Pierce. They they clearly have told ownership in the front office who they want the guy to be. Um, and I know they're dealing with not just interim head coach and coach Pierce, but also dealing with the interim general manager as well. Um, so a lot of it is going to come down to what uh, owner Mark Davis wants to do. If he wants to keep the same GM, I'm assuming that that GM is going to want to uh, tie himself to coach Pierce uh, for at least a two or three year period. And so I can see that happening. I would love both of those men to get a chance because they've been doing some great things since they've made changes in both the front office and the head and the coaching room. So uh, it was, so I would see the Raiders winning that game against the Colts. Um, and then I think in a uh, Houston and, and, and I'm gonna go down to my bowl team. So I, I would just say this, I have Houston, but getting the seventh seed and that's because I have them beating Tennessee. And then I have the Texans and the Colts playing for that final spot. I'm going to bet on C.J. Stroud being healthy in that game. And if he's healthy, to me, he's the better quarterback in that game. I think the Texans have the better team in that game. And so I'm going to go with the Houston Texans to beat the Colts. And so that's going to end up being the Texans getting that that final seed, that final seven seed. And they would be facing the uh, Miami Dolphins in the first round based on that bracket. So, look, that's just – that's my belief on how this season is going to end. Obviously, you know, football is unpredictable. Uh, things happen. Injuries happen. Sometimes bad play happens. I mean, nobody could have predicted Brock Purdy was going to throw four interceptions last night, but it happens. It is what it is. But uh, just to remind you, my final seven for the AFC um, when the season's over, when the regular season over, is going to be Ravens. Dolphins, Chiefs, Jaguars, Browns, Bills, and Texans. Um, that's kind of how I see it. So um, we'll see how that goes. But we'll see how that goes. Now going to the NFC. Um, if the playoffs ended today, this is what it would look like. You would have the – there's kind of a three-way tie for first place uh, with the 49ers, Lions, and Eagles all having the same record. Um, but 49ers have all the tiebreakers and everything like that. So right now, 49ers at 11 and 4 to 1, Lions at 11 and 4 to 2 seed, Eagles at 11 and 4 to 3 seed. Um, at the 4 seed, you got the current leader in the NFC South, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, at 8 and 7. Then you have the Cowboys, um, at 10 and 5. Uh, the Rams at 8 and 7 as are the 6th seed. Uh, they actually 
you know, kind of secured that a little bit or got a lead over the Saints in that regard when they played. And then at the seventh seed, you got another NFC West team being the Seahawks at eight and seven, a team that I kind of thought was going to uh, miss the playoffs. I thought last year was a fluke, but they fought their asses off and they have a chance to get to the playoffs. And so, um, And then if you look at those seven teams right now, it's kind of looking at what the remaining schedules are. The 49ers uh, have the Washington Commanders and the um, Los Angeles Rams up next. Um, the Lions have the Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings up next. The Eagles have the Arizona Cardinals and the New York Giants up next. Uh, the Bucks have the Saints and the Carolina Panthers up next. Uh, Cowboys have Detroit and they have Washington. Uh, the Rams have the Giants and the San Francisco 49ers, and the Seahawks have the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Arizona Cardinals. And when you look at teams on the bubble, uh, starting with the eight seed, you have the Vikings, who are at seven and eight. Uh, their next two games are going to be against Green Bay and Detroit. Uh, the Falcons, also at seven and eight. Um, they're facing Chicago and New Orleans in the next two weeks. Um, Packers, seven and eight. They have Minnesota and Chicago. The Saints, Tampa Bay and Atlanta, back-to-back. And then the Bears have Atlanta and Green Bay. Um, and so, look, looking at this, you see the jersey. You know the expectations I have for this team. Thought they were going to be 11-6. Thought they were going to kind of run away with the division with the schedule they had and things like that. But the Saints are not making the playoffs. I don't care what the, the media kings tell you guys and, and trying to give you hope. It's over. Dennis Allen's time as the head coach for the New Orleans Saints is over. Derek Carr, as a guy who may have been seen as the face of the franchise in March when he got this deal, it's over. That's changing. I can't say what's going to happen with Sean and the AKs and the MTs of the world, but guess what? That quarterback and that head coach, they are not moving forward with this team, especially with the way I'm going to tell you how this season ends. So let me start with the teams that currently matter as if the season in today, they'd be in the playoffs. So with the 49ers, man, I got them winning out. Um, you know, road game against Washington, home game against the Rams, and Kyle Shanahan just owns Sean McVay. He just does. The only loss was in that NFC Championship game where one could argue that if uh, the DB can catch, Tart, I think, was the one that dropped it. If he catches that interception, it's over, and Sean McVay will have gone winless against uh, Kyle Shanahan. So I think in a regular season, Sean McVay will, will continue to be winless against Kyle Shanahan. I got the 49ers winning out and securing that one seed in the NFC, and that could arguably be a case for Christian McCaffrey to get MVP. We talked about Lamar Jackson maybe stealing his MVP campaign with what he did last night, but Christian McCaffrey has done just enough as well uh, to secure the 49ers in the positions that they're in. So um, anyway, you got the 49ers finishing at 13-4. Um, now going to the Lions, who also have finishing at 13-4. I got them winning on the road against Dallas, and I got them finishing up with the, with the win against Minnesota. Um, and with the Eagles, I got them winning uh, against Arizona and New York Giants. So the top three seeds relatively stay the same. They're going to have the same record, and then the tiebreakers come into play. And so I think that's going to be your top three. Um I do have the Bucks winning their final two games, so I do have them beating New Orleans at home and also beating the Carolina Panthers. Um, they could drop one of these two games, but I just don't see it. Uh, when it comes to New Orleans, they came down to the Superdome and destroyed the New Orleans Saints, and that was doing it without 
uh, Mike Evans for majority of the game. So why why would I pick New Orleans in this game? Why what have they shown me that they can beat a team with the winning record? They can't even beat the teams in their division. You can argue they should be winless in their division. So it is what it is. I'm going with the Bucks to finish out the season at 10 and 7, secure that four seed. Um, now we go to the other teams, kind of get wild cards. Cowboys got them losing to Detroit, but I got them beating Washington on the road. So they're going to finish their season 11 and 6. Um, I have, and then I have, so I have a swap between the Rams and the Seahawks because I had the Rams winning against the Giants, but dropping a game against San Francisco, which would put them at nine and eight. But I have the Seahawks winning out against the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Arizona Cardinals. Um, they have Pittsburgh at home facing Mason Rudolph, and they got a team that's tanking in Arizona. I got them winning out. So that has the Seahawks finishing the season at 10 and seven, the Rams finishing the season at nine and eight. Um, and, and finishing that way. And so if you're thinking about, okay, well, what about the teams on the bubble? They couldn't make a push. Well, the way I saw it is I saw the Vikings splitting their final two, so uh, finishing their season eight and nine. Um, I saw the Falcons splitting their uh, final two, um, a, a loss against Chicago, but a win against New Orleans to finish eight and nine. So, yes, I do have the Falcons sweeping the Saints this year. It's going to be hard to stomach. It's going to be disgusting, to be quite honest with you, but that's just – just how I see it, New Orleans is, is not a good team. They got destroyed by the Falcons on the road, if you want to be honest. So it is what it is. Um, have the Packers splitting to finish 8-9. Uh, oh, a loss against Minnesota, but a win against Chicago. Um, have the Saints losing out and finishing the season at 7-10 for the second straight season. Um, I believe it's the seventh. Yeah, yeah. Second straight season, they'll finish 7-10. Third straight season, they missed the playoffs. That's the end of the Dennis uh, Allen head, uh, head coach era here. And that's going to be the end of the uh, the Derek Carr era as we know it. He's going to go from a guy who may have been the face of the franchise for the next four years to a bridge quarterback for hopefully the guy we draft in the first round, uh, Jaden Daniels. Let me hear you say it, baby. Um, and then I got the uh, the Bears split. So I got the Bears finishing the season 7-10, and 10. Uh, a win against Atlanta and a loss against Green Bay. So that's the way I see it, guys. Uh, and I'm sorry for the New Orleans fans that have been optimistic. I don't know why you've been optimistic. We've been great against horrible teams. We've sucked. We're one in five against mediocre teams, and we're un we're we haven't won a game. We're zero and three against teams with a winning record. So, um, guys, but what more do you want? What more do you want from me? I mean, I'm not going to have this blind loyalty. Look, I said it at the beginning of this season. I was like, look, I'll I'll blindly pick them to be Super Bowl champions because that's just bias, right? But when I see what I see. And knowing what I know, I'm not going to be naive. And I would encourage members of the Food Dad Nation to stop being naive. And first of all, I'm tired of y'all just pointing out one, one media person and thinking that whatever they say is, is coming from God himself. That's not how it works. Reporting is informed opinions. They hear something, they, they create an opinion based on the information they receive, and they, they display that to us. It's big organization. A lot of people have a lot of different opinions and have access to a lot of different amounts of information. So it's not to say that reporters are wrong or that the information that they got were wrong. They just got the information from somebody that didn't have as much information as they thought they had. That's the end of it. So, look, the Saints are who they are. Stop holding to the bullshit. Stop letting them say, oh, well, we're still in it. No, we're not. And. If we're truly God's chosen franchise, guess what? He will make sure to make this stuff happen 
uh, next week against Tampa. Put all that to rest, and we can start, you know, kumbaya and thinking the offseason, getting Dennis Allen the hell out of here, doing something about Derek Carr, getting a new quarterback in here, a young draft pick, Jaden Daniels, let me hear you. Hell, if it's Lord Drake or Drake May, if somebody's stupid enough to let Caleb Williams fall, I'm all for that. But one of those three young men have to be in a New Orleans Saints uniform. And look, I, I've gotten the information I've gotten on what the thoughts are there. And so I'm going to go with that. I think Jaden Daniels is the guy that we really want. That's the guy that we're going to try to move heaven and earth to get if we can. And so hopefully we finish 7-10. We're getting a top 10 pick. And we should be within range. We should be within range. That's all I'm going to say. Are the Saints going to do it? Who knows? Because the person who's with the information where I'm getting, they could not have as much information as they think they have on what the the brain trust of Mickey Loomis and Jeff Island and Gail Benson and Dennis Lucia. Like, they may not have access to all that information and, and what they're really thinking about what the direction of this team looks like. But I can tell you, if when we miss the playoffs, because we will miss the playoffs, no, he's not coming back. Dennis Allen is not coming back. You were you got the league's worst schedule and the league's worst division. You got our, you got somebody who's supposed to be the best quarterback in division, a guy that you wanted, that we paid 10 times the amount of a Jameis Winston, who we kept on the roster, by the way, when we could have just ran, ran it back with Jameis or you could have ran it back with Andy Dalton. I don't care. You ended up getting the same results with a, with a much better team in a far worse division with a far worse schedule. We even got gifted playing backups against some of the bigger, the better teams we, we had on the schedule. You got blessed with paying, playing the backups of those teams, and you still couldn't get it done. It is what it is. No duos. We're not going through a third year of this. The guy can't win. He can't. We're done. So final predictions for the playoffs, seven, 49ers, Detroit, Philadelphia, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, congratulations, Dallas Cowboys, Seattle Seahawks, and the Los Angeles Rams. That's that's what I see it as. And so we'll see how the last two weeks of the NFL season play out. Hell, if the Saints want to decide now for the first time this season to prove me wrong, by all means do it. I'll still be happy if they somehow sneak into the playoffs. I'll be happy um, and, shoot, and rooting for them to beat the Dallas Cowgirls. But that's just be blind fandom. I need to be real. I don't see it happening. So shout out to the teams that's, that, that are actually doing enough things to get themselves to the dance um, and, and have an opportunity uh, to win an NFL title or Super Bowl. So is what it is. But, man, these two weeks are going to be great. Enjoy it. Hell, even if you're Saints fans, enjoy it because it could be it could be the end of a, of a terrible era. So uh, we're looking forward to seeing how these next two weeks um, go down in the NFL season, and boy, it's gonna be one. It's gonna be fireworks to the very end, and hopefully, hopefully, it spills over into the postseason. Um, you always love when there's a, there's some unpredictability in it all in that teams that you don't expect to get it done, they get it done. So, are we gonna see some upsets? Depending on the matchups, you just might. You just gotta stay tuned for it. But anyways. Um, as I end the show, as I always do, if I said anything that offended anybody, that's a good thing. It's an opportunity for me to learn, and it's an opportunity for you to teach me. All I ask is that you keep it respectful. Peace. <laughs>